Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Health Conversations. So to interact with us, Atima, get us on uh, 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. What are your thoughts on male circumcision? Let's welcome our guest, Sizwe Tlongan, who is the Deputy Chief for Voluntary Medical Male Circumcision at the health NGO Right to Care. Sizwe, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Thank you, Patricia. Good good evening to you and your listeners. You know, I'm getting very worried. I mean, if you as uh, the Right to Care health NGO has uh, uh, decided to go out on a campaign during COVID pandemic to implore men to go out and circumcise because there's an increase in STIs, I'm worried. What are we South Africans currently doing? Are we not supposed to be social distancing? (laughs) No, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, just to allay uh, everybody, everyone anxieties out there, um, the the campaign itself is not a new campaign, uh, but uh, certainly you want to accelerate the campaign uh, during this time because uh, there are certain evidence uh, that we are observing, especially in our data, um, that actually um, seem to point to the, uh, an increase in STIs that we are seeing in this in our centres um, uh, in the recent times. But uh, certainly um, uh, the picture would actually be concluded when you start uh, comparing the data from the previous years uh, once we actually have reached the Q4 of this financial year. But we we are saying that we need to be proactive and actually encourage men uh, to come to the centers for for for, for circumcision. But um, I, I think when we want to take this discussion so that everyone at home is actually have a full comprehension of what we're trying to do and what we are about as the NGO um, in the in the VMMC space. So, so Right to Care is an organization is actually partnering with National Department of Health um, uh, to to actually work in the VMMC space. And uh, uh, the target there is to reach 80% of men uh, age uh, 15 to 34. And uh, I think as a, as a country, we've actually done very well. I think we've reached very good milestones that we've actually circumcised to date. If you were to um, uh, take the data from uh, 2010 to now, it's, it's around 4.5 million uh, men that have already been circumcised. And right to care because we are one of the biggest NGOs in South Africa. We have actually contributed around 27% of those circumcisions. So it's, an, it's not a new phenomenon or it's, an, it's not a new kind of buzz or a new campaign. But uh, certainly uh, we are just continuing with the work that, is, that we've been doing. But uh, certainly want to ensure that men, uh, they, they understand the context of, of uh, STIs as well as HIV, the link thereof, that if you have an untreated STI at home, your chances of you uh, contracting HIV are quite high. So that is the perspective, and that is what we want to drive at at this point in time. But now, Cesar, you know, there's also a misconception that once a man has been circumcised, then uh, since we are, you know, campaigning that the risks are lesser than those who are uncircumcised, then they they, they are free to go around uh, having unprotected sex. But this is a misconception. So how are we driving the message home that the fact that you've been circumcised does not mean that you are immune to contracting uh, STIs and HIV? Yeah, certainly. I I think that means it has been actually uh, making rounds in our communities, in our country. 
Um, uh, uh, it, it's actually emanating from a lot of things, but uh, certainly to address it directly, I, I think a decision to go to a healthcare center, it actually means that you care about your health. Um, and uh, when we have uh, men in our centers, we educate them about uh, the importance of um, HIV prevention, that uh, this is just a 60% protection, but certainly it would mean that uh, you need to look at other methods of prevention. So um, uh, condomizing is still out there. We're still encouraging men to condomize uh, consistently. We still want men to be faithful to their partners. We still want men to, to abstain. So all these messages are out there, but this is one of them, and we are encouraging them to look at all of these uh, 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 methods of prevention because I think uh, if you're looking from a risk perspective, it's better to to prevent diseases than managing them. Uh, I think as a country, in our uh, current economic climate, we have seen that uh, really um, uh, we are battling, and um, HIV prevention, uh, I mean F- HIV management program, is actually taking a lot of budget away from the healthcare center holistically. So these are methods that can actually assist you to not become a statistics uh, and and stay healthy at home uh, by following these uh, very simple protocols that are out there. Okay, we are aware that uh, other people have religious or traditional uh, reasons why they wouldn't go for uh, circumcision. So how do we educate those who are listening right now to say, look, circumcise and and, and, uh, limit the risk and, and, you know, but how do we encourage them? Yeah. Um, so, so, so I, I, I think uh, our history as a program actually evolved over the years. Um, uh, we started as, as a medical inclined intervention, which actually excluded other things that were out there. But uh, we have since learned that um, actually it will be a bit short-sighted to try and 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 uh, and 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 and. and, uh, and and deny the fact that uh, South Africa as a country has um, uh, um, a, a mul- like uh, multiple dimensions of how they view circumcisions, and one of them is being traditional, and which has been ex- in existence for a number of years in the country. So we have since actually integrated with the traditional space and the religious groups uh, to drive the message of circumcision. And uh, what we are saying there is that um, if we actually have any type of circumcision in the country, it is important to integrate with the medical sector so that we can ensure that the circumcision that is happening there actually meets the requirements that will actually increase the chances of men um, uh, um, uh, being uh, uh, safe from uh, contracting HIV. So, so we are integrating. These are partnerships that are happening at national and at local level. And uh, we are working with uh, all these groups, religious groups and, and traditional um, and, and groups. Here's a message here from Kat in Peter Maritzburg. Uh, Kat says, hi, Patricia, about male circumcision. There's an organization, Brothers for Life, with a very informative website. It's really worth a look. So do you, as um, the um, NGO Right to Care, work hand in hand with other um, groups that are advocating for m- m- medical male circumcision? Yes, uh, certainly Brothers for Life is one of our partners. Uh, we are also working with other partners. Um, uh, so, so the framework of partnership is actually managed at, at National Department of Health level. Um, so we have multiple organizations in South Africa that are working in the women's space. And uh, as an as a organization, we are working with all of them. Uh, but uh, what is also important is, is that when we, 
when we actually uh, interface with any type of partner, we need to make sure that the messaging is correct and, and uh, the objective as far as the work is correct and their alignment with National Department of Health Strategies is also correct. So we partner on those bases and we are actually open to work with anyone who is interested in the VMMC program. Let's go to a voice note. Good evening to you, Patricia, and your guest. I've got one or two questions to ask from your guest. I wanted to find out from your guest, does that mean when people being circumcised, then they are free from getting STIs or circumcision is done as a practice which has been done since some years back? Or is it now done to take away the STIs from people or it just reduces? Please help me to understand. I don't understand. Siswe, please uh, do you answer. Yes, no, uh, thank you very much for, for the question from our guest here. I, I, I think uh, we, we need to clarify this point. Um, uh, a circumcision reduces the chances of you contracting STIs, right? But it's, 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 it's certainly one of the benefits of, um, of, of doing, uh, conducting VMMC. Um, what we are trying to, to drive is that it, it's better to implement uh, 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 um, activities or, or preventive practices that actually reduce your chances of uh, either contracting STIs, particularly the one that you're worried about, is ulcerative uh, STI, which then become the entry point for, for, for HIV. So we're looking at it from that perspective, but it's not actually trying to take away from the traditional uh, circumcision that is already being practiced, as I already indicated that we are partnering with the traditional sector to advocate for the safety of circumcision and to ensure that the circumcision that happens there actually meets the requirements so that the benefit are uh, utmost to the person that gets circumcised in whatever space, um, uh, traditional, religious or medical. You know, that's why I asked a bit earlier about uh, the, the misconceptions, uh, you know, um, that are breathing around uh, men and their circles that once you're circumcised, then it's either they're taking away your HIV or STI or, you know, or you'll never get it. And I think that's the message that needs to be punted. Um, yes. That's the message that needs to be in the forefront. As much as we are saying get circumcised to limit your exposure, but we should also be talking about you need to ensure that you still keep it safe. Yes, uh, absolutely. So, so we we actually design IEC material uh, that we share in different platforms where we talk about VMC, and uh, the message in those uh, IEC material is very specific and clear that this actually doesn't actually give you a right to go around and having sex without any type of protection. So, so th- th- what what we always encourage is that when we talk about issues of voluntary male circumcision, we do not actually make it a hidden topic. So we, we discuss this openly so that uh, females, males, uh, they get the same message so that there is no manipulation that can be done uh, just uh, using VMMC as, as an entry point. So we want our sisters out there to know this. We want our brothers to appreciate this information and make sure that when you come to for, for, for VMMC, you are coming for the right reasons. Uh, you want to preserve your health. You care about your partner. You also care about yourself. 
Uh, Sister, you mentioned that you are working hand-in-hand with traditional leaders as well around traditional uh, male circumcision. What have your interactions been like? Are they all cooperating to ensure safety? Because we've heard of many deaths up in those mountains in the past couple of years. Yes, our interaction has been great. Uh, We we have partnerships uh, in multiple provinces uh, that we are working in. We are in Eastern Cape, we are in... uh, in uh, Free State, we are in Northwest, we are in Pumalanga. Um, the partnership has been great. Um, so with any, with with all types of partnership, um, you create the framework of partnerships, and you create the principles with which that partnership would actually work. So when we come into the space, they know what we're advocating for, and we present what we're advocating for, and then it's taken from that context, and we. Divide or we design the the partnership uh, on how it's going to be implemented on the ground. So we haven't actually had any problems. Uh, the partnerships are still ongoing, and uh, we are really uh, uh, are pleased with our partners as we move forward. Do you give them training on how to perform uh, the procedures safely? Yes. Um, so so the training is not for for providing the service, but it's for health standards. Uh, we have a specific training that we, we have designed uh, through uh, our funder, uh, CDC, uh, that actually look, looks at the health standards. We are talking about here um, um, uh, COVID-19 now, uh, the prevention uh, of COVID-19, identification of new cases, isolation of those cases. And also we are talking about um, uh, um, uh, prevention of infection uh, during the process of initiation. Um, and also identification adverse events so that uh, those clients are vacated to hospitals timelessly so that we can prevent um, uh, deaths and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and severe uh, um, uh, unfavorable outcome uh, for the initiates. Now, for someone who's listening and saying, okay, I know I'm not circumcised, I need to get circumcised, um, after hearing this message from Sizwe Thongwane, how long is this procedure? What happens during this procedure? How long will it take before I can get back into action? (laughs) So maybe take us through that. All right, thank you very much. I I think the procedure, it takes roughly around 30 minutes. Uh, firstly, what you need to do is probably identify the service, um, the center that offers uh, the service uh, nearest to your area or your home. Uh, that you can do by calling our call center number. It's 082-808-612. I mean, 6152. Um, so that that number can assist you to locate the the clinic that is nearest to you. Uh, with the question of of how long or what happens when you come to the center, so. Because of, of the current pandemic, we have actually redesigned how we offer the VMMC services. We have actually removed the, the, the VMMC services from the mainstream um, uh, healthcare services. So which means that when you come for VMMC, you are going to go straight to the VMMC clinic. You're not going to interface with the general population that comes to the hospital so that you can reduce the chances of you contracting COVID. Uh, the second thing is that you, what you need to wait for is that we'll screen you for COVID before you, you get into our centers, and we'll make sure that even your seating arrangement uh, do not actually make, do not actually expose you to any type of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of diseases whilst you are in our care. Um, once you've done the procedure, there will be a person that will be calling you at home uh, to follow up on your recovery. 
so that we can make sure that there are no adverse events that actually happen there. But it will take you uh, roughly six weeks uh, before you are fully healed, and then you can actually start uh, going back to to the action. But uh, what we always encourage is that you keep uh, the visits, the follow-up visits um, with our centers, which is after 24 hours, uh, after you circumcise, after seven days, and after 14 days. Uh, so that you can make sure that you are recovering well and there are no issues that we need to be worried about. All right, gents, you heard it. And ladies who have gents who are about to go for this procedure, 30 minutes, that's all it takes. And um, six weeks before you get back into action. Ah, man, six weeks. Just for you to limit risk. I think it's something that you can do. Don't you think so, Atima? So, Siswe, in terms of the benefits of circumcising a male child at a young age, I know there's a lot of people religiously and traditionally, and some by choice, are circumcising their children at birth, others at eight days, and, and so on and so forth. What are the, 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 the benefits of that? Um, uh, I, I, I would need to say that um, the, the upscaling um, uh, of VMMC services, the campaign itself that we are focusing on, actually exclude children because we are starting to circumcise from the age of 15 and above. Uh, that is our target pivot as far as uh, the current upscaling project. But that actually doesn't ex- exclude the parents that voluntarily want to go to healthcare centers to, to circumcise their children. Um, so, so the biggest benefit there is that you can identify uh, congenital defects uh, of the penis quite early, and those can be treated immediately when you're bringing your child to the healthcare center. And also, all the benefits that are for VMMC for older people, uh, they is still applicable to your young child. Uh, it will be easy to 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 maintain hygiene on the penis. And uh, at a later stage, when, when that child actually gets matured and starts exploring with sex, we will also enjoy the full benefits of what we've just spoken about uh, um, above. Mm. So yeah. there are benefits in uh, circumcising young, but you can still uh, enjoy the benefits um, even if you are much older. What's the maximum age that someone can um, go into your centers for a circumcision for? Maximum age, uh, we don't have a maximum age, uh, but our target group um, for, for the purposes of HIV prevention and upscaling um, uh, uh, VMMC, we are focusing on age 15 to 34, but certainly older men uh, are also welcome to come through to our centers for, for we don't have a maximum age, um, uh, but certainly the younger ones and the like, um, uh, we, we, because we are partnering with Department of Health, uh, the 10 to 14 also they can actually go to health Department of Health uh, Department of Health facilities to get those uh, circumcision done. But certainly for right to care, we are specific to the HP vote, which is 15. All right. So it it doesn't matter even if a man is in his 60s, if he wants to get circumcised, he's more than welcome to come in. Yes, yes. uh, It it doesn't really matter. We we actually make sure that prior to the circumcision itself, we have actually taken through uh, the person through screening so that we can exclude if there are any uh, diseases that would actually uh, make him not um, uh, 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 able to go through with the procedure. So um, there are certain exclusions uh, as far as the circumcision is concerned, 
but uh, certainly that those are discussed when we are screening that particular individual that is coming through for circumcision. Excellent. Siswe, it's been very informative. What I'd like you to do is just give us contact details again uh, for your uh, uh, campaign and how people can get in touch and uh, see which is their nearest centre. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Patricia. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, but let us encourage everyone that is out there at home to really uh, start caring about their health, especially men. Uh, we want men to, to really start getting uh, really serious about their health care and, and making sure that they get the circumcision. So we are spread out across all provinces um, uh, uh, as, uh, as right to care. Um, and um, we, um, our call center number is 082-808-6152, 082-808-6152. If you call this number, you can call this number if you have just been circumcised, you're probably need, needing medical advice. Uh, there would be clinicians that would be willing to help you there. And uh, if you just want to call in to find out information about circumcision or you want to locate your 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 um at the center that is nearest to your home so that you can access circumcision so 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 this is a 24-hour call center so you can call in any time thank you very much thank you very much have a good evening it's uh, officially uh, a minute after 11 let's go to mudubi mahalimela hola hola